Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're watching, welcome to Bridging the Gap, episode number 50. 50, man. 50? Wow, you getting old, aren't you? No, I'm not. All right, a good deal. Okay. 50, right. It remind me of that 50-piece Giannis pulled up in the finals. <laughs> what are we talking but, about? But who's the best of all time, though? Guy went to Carolina? You still believe in that? I MJ? mean, he played in Chicago, though. Okay, I got you. But the he, best of all he, he wasn't the best in Carolina. Okay, best, no, no, best of all time. Is he if is he even the best North Carolina player of all time in college? No, thank you. No, but is he the best in the pros ever? What made him the best? But not Chicago Bulls. Okay, not North Carolina. That, that that's a yes, folks. That's a yes. But anyway, <laughs> what we got today, dude? I think we're talking about hedge fund investing, right? I think you're right. All right, you won't lead this one. Hey, I'll lead it, man. Lead. You know, I, I tell people this when you talk about hedge funds, a lot of people know what mutual funds are. But hedge funds are basically the very same thing for wealthy people. Okay. You know, and the great thing about them is the fact that they're pooling money together, they're getting wealthy people to contribute, but they're using strategies to make money. And, and the word hedge really comes from how they try to hedge the bet, meaning that when they do some type of investment, they're playing both the upside and the downside. Now, I'll give an example quickly in the stock market. Right now, the market's crazy. Mm-hmm. So right now, even though Apple is a solid stock, they may be buying options in Apple because Apple's cheap now. But they also may be buying puts too. So that way, if Apple crashes and burns, buying the puts, ching ching. And if it explodes because they bought calls, ching ching. So they're really good about hedging the investment, unlike a mutual fund in most cases. And the other good thing is they're always looking for off-market investments. I got you. Off-market. So, you know, me being real estate, when I think of hedge fund, Mm -hmm. I always tie it to real estate. Yeah. Is it always tied to real estate? It's not. It's not. Okay. And first of all, you know, when I look about hedge funds and mutual funds, Mm -hmm. mutual funds are for the everyday person. Right. And they're basically only going to be in the stock market. They're going to be uh, ETFs or mutual funds or stocks and maybe some options. Uh-huh. The everyday person gets into those. Okay. But the hedge fund, you have to be what's called an accredited investor. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay? means that you at least have to have net worth of a million dollars, not counting your house, and generally making two to $300,000. And that's the low end before they'll let you get in. But like I said before, they're looking for alternative investments. They're trying to give you a great return because as a millionaire, you're expecting more than the average person. So yeah, the investments are a little different. Gotcha. Okay. Another question, I'm sorry, and this may be part of no, the lesson before. So with the average Joe mm-hmm. investing in a mutual fund, traditional stock market, yeah. there's a, a max I can invest per year, right? Well, actually, you're thinking in terms of maybe a regular IRA, Roth IRA, or SIP, but if you have just a non-retirement account. Like a TD Ameritrade account? Well, TD Ameritrade, but when you select a TD Ameritrade account or anyone, you have to say, is this a retirement type of account, which they have limits. Right. Or non-retirement don't have a limit. So there are people out there now that have millions of dollars in their non-retirement account and they can add another million a year. So it's no limit to non-retirement. Quick uh, quick and dirty, what's the difference between a non-retirement and retirement account as far as like limits or rates? Well, they, they always have given given limits to retirement accounts. Right. Retirement account may be like a Roth account, or maybe a SEP IRA, a regular IRA, a 401k, et cetera. Right. All of those have annual limits you can put in. Right. However, non-retirement accounts, uh, you can invest in the same thing basically, but 
you don't get a tax benefit. Sometimes in a retirement account, I'll get a deduction, Mm e.g. with a regular IRA or a SIP IRA, or I'll get tax deferment like a 401k or 403b. Gotcha. But I still can invest in the apples. I can still do the options, the covered calls, the selling puts, the credit spreads, et cetera. Okay. 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 But but even going back to something you alluded to earlier, when you're dealing with a hedge fund, and what we're trying to do today is to get people thinking about what wealthy people do. Yep. And though you may not be there yet, why don't you follow their same concept? Agreed. And a few things are going to resonate well with you. There are about seven things that hedge fund people normally invest in, about seven major things. Okay. Number one is land. Got it. It is amazing the strategies that you're learning concerning the entitlement. They're all in that and creating a development because you're talking about being able to go in there and maybe spend, I'm going to say in your case, a half of, let's say a quarter of a million, but that quarter of a million could become what? A million dollars. I'll become way more. So think about that. So these, these hedge funds have billions. So they may put in, I'm going to say 10 million. They know in a year's time that ten million will put in all the road, the curves, the cover, and ten million now becomes thirty million. Yeah, that's what they're looking for is hedge fund. Gotcha. Because see, they're talking about the average person by themselves can't do ten million, mm-hmm. fifty million, a hundred million, but hedge funds with wealthy people coming in. So even though the average person today may not have that ten million, what if you and I came together and we put together a quarter of a million? Could we do land and make money like the big boys? Yeah. You could. And that's all we're saying today is, no, you may not be a accredited investor, but the same concepts they use with land. Uh, what about real estate? What are some ways in real estate on, on the big end you've taught us, the commercial end? What are some big things there? Oh, you just buying like commercial buildings, apartments. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, the hedge funds put funds together specifically to buy apartments. That's and it. The appreciation alone, let, don't even talk about the value add aspect of yeah. it or Raising the NOI to increase the value as well. But, I mean, you're going to get margins way larger than you could in the regular stock market. And see, generally speaking, mutual funds aren't going to do that. They do it to a small degree. But a hedge fund would love to hear about a quarter of a billion dollar deal mm-hmm. because they're, they're going to charge, uh, they're gonna charge uh, rents. They're going to charge association dues. They're going to find a way to get their money. And they already have calculated appreciation on it. Yep. They may hold it for two years. Uh, it goes up 20% you know, on a billion dollars. That's $200 million they have made, even though you, the individual, may can't do that now. If you pull your money together and see what rich people are doing and have been doing, why can't you do it also? Agreed. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, something called private equities. Now, what exactly is that? Uh, it's it's like imagine Facebook's been around about how long? Twenty years. Okay, let's yeah. let's call it twenty years. Facebook has been publicly traded. I'm going to say fourteen. That's an arbitrary number. Yeah. So for six years it was a private company. Ah. So for six years Zuckerberg and his team were sharing the vision. We're talking to people. We're trying to find capital to expand. That's when a hedge fund would get involved. Gotcha. They'd come in and they would buy shares of that stock on the front end, sort of like a venture, a VC would. Yep, yep. But but they would do that, and then once they went public, they they might have made on a hundred million. They now have made a billion dollars. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. And see, and I don't want to do a quick sidebar, Council, as you and I both know, 
These things sound complicated, but the key thing like the hedge fund people have is they have a team. Mm -hmm. They have a team. It's like us coming together. Of course, you're going to be the real estate dude. Uh, Isaiah may be the stock market dude. I may be the business dude. We would have people under us and you would spend all day long trying to find real deals with land and real estate. You and your team. That's all you all know. You're, you're scouring the world. You got all types of technology, all kinds of system. Isaiah's the stock market options guy, cryptocurrency. Him and his team all day long, that's all they're doing. They got all kinds of sophisticated analysis. They're talking to people, they're reviewing companies. I'm trying to find businesses. That's what hedge fund people have. Gotcha. Qualified teams. Yeah. And most of the time, the people who are researching, they're paid bonuses based on how much profits they create. So they're motivated. Yeah, they are. That makes sense. So do hedge funds invest in currencies? I think I've heard that before. Brother, you got it, man. In currencies. Okay. See, I don't know all about that currency stuff, but they have a team of people that all they do is currencies. Gotcha. I mean, they're all over the yen, the wind, the sin, <laughs> whatever it may be. But they, but they, they're hedging the market. And again, though, because they're a hedge fund, let, let's say, and I don't even know it. Let's say whatever the uh, coinage is in China versus Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. They may know those two are inverse. So they may take a strong position in this one, an adverse position in this one, knowing that if things go bad, they're going to swap. But they still have made money. They're hedging their position. Makes sense. And, and again, that's why it's important financial literacy. You know, we talk about educational stacking. Yep. You must have a formal education. You must have an informal. You have to read. You two over the last four years have become my best friend. I have learned so much from you two. There's some bad stuff, but I mean, there's some good, even the entitlement piece. Once you shared that, I went to YouTube and I sort of connected the dots a little better. Then I came back with better questions. Mm -hmm. So you got to have the formal, the informal, and you got to have the kingdom education. Find biblical principles that are practical. Find the patterns that you see and do what Solomon did. Wisdom, he got wealth. Yep. Yep. So what's another one? You said seven. I think we hit five, maybe yeah. four. The commodities, gas, oil, precious metal. Okay. Again, I'm not a big economist, but what I'm understanding is doing inflationary times, gold and silver is doing well. And we're in inflationary times now. So, again, that's how they hedge their bets. Bet, bets. They're in commodities. And, again, they just don't have uh, somebody with a CPA, MBA doing it, somebody who understands. Because Proverbs says, in all getting, you must get understand. These people who understand this. And even though we could find five, seven hungry friends who may not have degrees, may not have all the expertise, but if they're willing to learn these things, you and your friends could do this and make some crazy money. Agreed. 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 Uh, collectibles. Uh, they tell me, I bought my wife something for Valentine, I mean, for uh, Mother's Day. Uh -oh. The lady told me, this is a collectible. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes, man, just give it that. But my whole point is, though, uh, they're into collectibles, whether it be arts, cars, pictures. What are those new things in something? ATF, NFTs. What a, yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming that might become a collectible. I don't know. I've seen some crazy stuff. I don't know enough about it. But those are the kind of things they're looking for. You know, again, I go back to Proverbs. It says that a wise man is open to new ideas. In fact, he's looking for them. 
Hedge funds do it. Mutual funds don't even think about doing it. Gotcha. And the last thing, my friend, is one we've talked about before. They call it private debt. Okay. They will find companies who are about to explode. But there's a problem. Cash flow? And it's money. A bank is like saying your numbers aren't right. They would have their business specialist go in there and analyze that business and go thumbs up. They need to borrow $100 million. We'll do it. It's going to be a 20% though. Mm. And the company has worked the numbers and go 20%. Where we're going to grow, not a problem. We'll pay you. Think about it. 20% on $100 million and you have leveraged this company. Let's say it's worth a half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So if the company crashes and burns or they don't do well, you take the company and you sell it. Right. That's how they hedge. So what we talk about becoming the bank, they call it private debt. I love it, man. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so in a nutshell, here we go. I want people to think about doing this yourself. It's a task. And sure, there's going to be some... And you could have a partnership that you call a hedge fund. You could have a C-Corp that you call it a hedge fund. And of mm. course, that may be some basic regulation, but the whole point is it's not that complicated. Gotcha. And see, you get like-minded people together who may have self-directed IRA monies, who may have money in savings mm-hmm. in their 401k. Some may even tap the equity in their home, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Some maybe that are selling their primary house, getting that money tax-free, may take 200000 and put in here. Some may close a deal that you're teaching us how to do. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that if you're really serious, you probably have 10 friends that within six, I'm going to say a year, could bring up to a million dollars. Think about it. 10 friends get a million dollars in one year. And if you're willing to commit to the learning and everybody finds their expertise, everybody finds their passion, everybody's willing to put in, like I'm in grad school, I'm getting my PhD. Learning at that level, both mm-hmm. the formal, the informal, and the kingdom education, you can change your generation. Agreed, man. That's some that's some good stuff. Hedge fund investing. Well, that wraps up episode 50 on hedge fund investing. I'm your host, Council Glenn. And then William V. Thompson. See you on the next one. Sounds good. <laughs>